I never want to discuss these movies again. Never. Ever. Do you, do you feel better now? No. Hang on. Hang on. Just bear with me. So what Xander's doing right now is he's screaming externally, scaring the shit out of his flatmates, probably his neighbours, and maybe a few kids down the block. I just screamed into a pillow. Yeah, start when you're ready, mate. Okay. Whew. Nervous. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? This is Bush. Bush League. Audrey! 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 Look at me when I talk to you! Audrey! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> is, 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 is she crying? We're, we're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're live? We're live right now? I don't believe you. Oh, hang on. I've got a mouse bar in my bag. Oh, fuck! There's Mawams in here! Bro, I just found four cola Mawams. 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 Well, I guess that's a, a good enough cold open as anything. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Filmium Podcast. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm your host, David French. And to get like with me is my trusty co-host, Zhang Langwiston, as always. How are you doing, Xander? I'm doing all right, thank you. I'm, th- I'm, do- I'm doing okay. Hey, David, this is a little weird, isn't it? It, it is. Um, yeah, I was saying to Xander beforehand that it's, I'm, I'm, like, I'm kind of nervous to be taking lead on it. But you know what? We'll keep going. Why are uh, we today we're going to be traveling. You ask. Well, today we're going to be traveling to the world's end, and uh, we're going to be talking about three of my favorite films. No, David, David, wait, no, did you, you haven't did you, explained did you what you're like hosting. My, did you like my po- did you like my pun? Well, we're going to the world's end. No. Yeah, that, no. that was a good pun. It's so bad. That's good. They're the fucking. We're here to film you in. But- that's that's the name of the podcast. We're here to film you, you in. You don't say every time, though. <laughs> we're here to we're here to film you in, me hearties. Oh god, it's so shit. But I was I told I was, you I wasn't going to do that. I was more implying why are you hosting this week? Okay, so uh, for a bit of background for why I'm hosting, yes. Uh, so what me and Zan- we and Zander have decided that we each get a birthday podcast. Yeah. Uh, as of recording, I am 21 in a certain amount of hours. I can't be asked counting. Woo! Uh, and I hate it, but I was able to make Xander watch three films that I really enjoy. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, and he also Xander said, loads. do you want to take the lead on it? And yeah, I, I'm taking the lead. That's... um. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But David's so, still doing uh, the news, because I can't be asked. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump straight into the news. There's only really one piece of news actually worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, no, there's two bits of news. One bit of news for me, more likely, and for all you epic gamers out there. But we'll get into that. <laughs> so, the main piece of news is that Warner Brothers are slating all of their releases next year to be releasing on HBO Max alongside cinemas. Yeah. That's a... Uh, that's fucking mad. That is mad. So it is in genuinely insane. So like the some of the biggest releases that are coming out next year, Matrix Four will be available free to stream. 
on the day of release. On the day of release. Not like a week later, not a month later. It's not going to be a pay for like the movie service. It's just going to be free. Free, free to Max. all members. But the thing is, though, like that's opening up so much pirating. Oh, yeah. So like, they, they gave us a list of the movies, didn't they? So it's going to yeah. be starting with Wonder Woman 1984 in December. Then it's going to go on to the Mortal Kombat movie when that comes out. The Suicide Squad movie. Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong, which we actually discussed last week. Yeah. The potential for that to ha- so that's come out on streaming, and it now is on HBO, Ma- HBO Max. Um, the Matrix 4, as David mentioned. Uh, what- Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2. Uh, that Tom, and Jerry. Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah. Like there's some there's some big releases. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like the main one that I find so weird is that the Matrix Four is coming to streaming. So, like the Matrix is one of those films that that's the kind of film you should see in the cinema. Bro, Dune. Dune, yeah. Dune is that, coming to that's streaming. A, that's that's mad. That's the movie you want to see in a theater. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh this is nuts. This is really crazy. Like this is. What, do this you is, think it's a good or a bad thing, though? That's what I want to know. Do you think it's good or bad? It's very clearly the new way that Warner Brothers are going to go because there's no way they do it for 2021 and then charge the same price for people going forward in 2022 and don't offer the same service. So this is going to carry on. If if this is successful, which obviously it will be. This is going to be, like, this is going to have huge implications on the state of cinemas. Cinemas, oh. I think Alex actually alluded to this a while ago. He said that going to the cinema is start sort of going to go the way of being, it's going to seem hipster. It's like, why would mm. you go to the cinema and pay money to watch one film when you could just watch the film straight to your tv on like hbo max or disney plus well that was that was like the main thing that when uh netflix started happening when like even love film back in the day when that yeah. was a thing like that was the big you know push for it. it's just like why go to blockbuster when you can do this blockbuster's dead so is love film to be fair love film is prime video now though yeah it is yeah i remember that stuff like... Xbox 360 the logo was amazon love film yeah <laughs> So, like, it is insane. I think this is both good and bad. This is good for the sense of it's cheaper to be able to watch these films. Yeah. And it's better for families. It's really good for families who don't want to pay, like, $40 or 30 quid or whatever for a family ticket. Yeah. It's bad for the experience of seeing these movies. Because, like, certain films you should experience in a cinema. Yeah, like Endgame. Endgame, you had to experience in the cinema because of like some of those most like really dramatic moments and the IMAX cameras, this and the other. I think that was that is the best way to experience that movie. What we're gonna see going forward then is more movies. Well, some movies saying no, we're not going to streaming. We will. So, like the biggest movies, will they'll say no? We're you have to see this in cinemas. So I reckon like. The Batman movie, when that comes out with Robert Battenbat, yeah, that might be one of those because that is going to make so much money. I think I don't think I don't think that's going to be going to the streaming service. I think that's going to be too big for them to put on that. But they're doing Wonder Woman two. 
Wonder Woman 2's coming True. out. True. Like but that's because weeks. that's been ready. That has been ready for a while. They have to get rid of that. They they just don't want to sit on it anymore. And it's a nice thing for them to put out for Christmas it, as well. It really that's is, why you know. Disney are putting out Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Disney it, are putting out Soul, a new Pixar movie, on Christmas Day on Disney Plus, which is the cheapest streaming service at the moment. It felt it felt a little like a, a little unnecessary competition to put Wonder Woman and Soul up on Christmas Day, but you know whatever you you do you movie industry. <laughs> but we're we're actually getting Wonder Woman on the sixteenth of December in England. That is coming yeah. on the sixteenth. See, that's coming to cinemas though, isn't it? In the UK? Yes, because we don't have HBO Max here. But now... I reckon we'll probably get it for like rental this annual, like to pay for it. I'm not sure. We're, we're genuinely just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. We are just going to have to wait and see um, when that does when that does come out on Christmas Day in America, if you can rent it um, from iTunes for like six, for the premium price of like £16 or something. Yeah. Over here. But I reckon this also opens up the idea that they're going to bring HBO Max or a version of HBO Max, maybe not call it HBO Max because we don't get HBO in the UK, to the no, UK, we, we, or uh, add yeah. it on Sky. Yeah, well, yeah, Sky, Sky, Sky Atlantic Sky, is basically yes, HBO. Sky Atlantic is te- is technically HBO, yeah, because they have a deal with HBO to show HBO shows in the UK. Yeah, they'll. I reckon HBO Max should be because also they've got the Snyder Cut coming out, and they said that's coming out in a few months. That's been a quote this week that the Snyder Cut is coming to HBO Max in a few months. So probably March time. We're looking at. That. I was going to say either February or March because few usually means free, but at the same time they could just be saying a few months as it was like, yeah, it'll be it'll be out earlier than you think. It's not going to be out like holiday next year. It might be coming out in summer instead. Yeah. So I think I think this yeah, like we said, this has huge huge implications for the cinema industry going forward. Um. It. It seems like it's the beginning of the end, and that the actual movie theater is a dying industry, and uh, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. This. See, I, so- it's really sad, especially like for I'm guessing for me and you, and for a lot of people that I know at the moment, because we're aspiring filmmakers. Yeah. The dream is to see one of your films on the big screen. Yeah. You might not even be able to see it on the big screen anymore, anyway. Whether you're able to get your film on the big screen or not in the, in the first place is a big deal. Yeah, before But Netflix the fact that it might not even go on there. Yeah. Like, granted, yeah, I'd love for my film to go on Netflix as well because it just means that it's getting sent to the masses. People can see it. Yeah. Exactly. But it's the experience of seeing your own film, seeing something that you made in on something that huge. That yeah. would be astronomically amazing. And it sucks that... You know, that might not be able to happen anymore. Hopefully it turns out more like how vinyl players are, where it is a hipster thing and people still do it and it's very popular. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. I'm hoping it is because one of the like some of the most fun experiences you can have is going to the cinema. We did an entire episode we did on an cinema entire experiences. Episode on this. Yeah. Uh what episode number was that? Twenty five? Uh I will check for you now, good think, sir, because I, th- I am a professional. I think it's episode 25, because we were like for the 25th episode. I think you are correct. Boom. Yep. Big ting. Cord, wait for the... Oh, hello, James. Hello, hello. What's going on here? Oh, my God. It's James O'Malley. <laughs> oh. 
We've got a we've got a surprise guest. <laughs> I, I was just scrolling through all the Discord servers and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? They're they're, they're recording a show. I'm gonna gate crash them. <laughs> Bro, like I did the, that one episode. We're, we're talking about the fact that HBO Max are gonna ruin the industry. The film. Why? <laughs> what are they? What what are they doing? You know what? What are they doing? You they, know they played all of their movies in 2021 onto HBO Max. No, I I, I know this. This is just for this. This is for the sake of content. This is oh. that, that's, that's all. That, that's all. What? No. <laughs> what is no a, What is a movie? <laughs> what is a Max of HBO? And where do I get it? Anyway, where am I? <laughs> anyway, who am I? Where I'm, am I? Anyway, go on. I'm gonna leave you to it. I, you know, I you don't just, even I want to drop thought. an opinion while you're here. Oh yeah, whilst I'm here, um, with the way that the world is right now, I think it's a good call, maybe. Uh, but I think when cinemas start reopening and stuff, maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah. James, do you want to tell the lovely people how you've uh, secured a PS5? Uh, yeah, through the weirdest way. Yay! Uh, yeah. <laughs> through, <laughs> through the weirdest way. Uh, through EE. Kevin Bacon himself. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon is going to turn up on my doorstep at uh, some point, either this week or uh, the 15th. One of the two. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, congrats, bro. Thank you. Yeah, it took long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, I still haven't got it. There was, a, there was a, <laughs> loads of parcels being delivered yesterday. I kept on running downstairs. I'm like, have I got it? Have I got it? Have I got it? Nope, never mind, never mind. <laughs> At one point, there was a parcel that turned up. It wasn't even for our house. It was the neighbors. It was, it was really annoying. <laughs> you know what would have been really funny? If that parcel was a PS5. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, it's been cool chatting to you guys real quick. Yeah, uh, I'll catch you a little bit later on. I won't gate yeah. ca- I won't gate crash you again. <laughs> you uh, can gate crash all you want. Bro, all you're gonna hear is Xander <laughs> screaming. I was gonna say if you gate crash any later, then you'll just hear me raging. So, oh right, text me for that because I want to hear that. I'll just be on mute. I'll be on mute for that. <laughs> I'll let you know. Don't worry. I'll let okay. you know at the opportune moment. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, it'd be great chatting to you guys. I'll see you a little bit later on. Stay safe, care, James. Mate. You can hear James O'Malley on Shock Radio every Monday night at 6 p.m. <laughs> what a guy. What a fucking lovely dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, the second bit of news that I want to touch upon is that Oscar Isaac is either in talks or reportedly cast in the role of Solid Snake for the Metal Gear Solid movie. I heard about this. I think this is fun. I love this casting. I honestly, like, as a as a fan of the series, as a fan of the first game, I'm currently replaying the fifth game. <laughs> oh, is that like, the Phantom Pain? Yes. It is incredible. Um, Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I like Oscar Isaac... I, I think Jordan <laughs> is it Jonathan Vogt Roberts or Jordan uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts. I think he um he made a really good Kong Skull Island movie. I thought I thought that was kind yeah, of fun. Uh, and, he, and Kojima himself, the director, creator, and nothing of all these characters of the game itself, both loves his movies and 
wanted him to direct uh, the Metal Gear movie. Yeah, he, he's a big fan like, of these movies. I know that. He's a huge fan of Metal Gear as well. Like, the director is a huge fan. Like, to the point he, uh, the boat in Kongskull Island is named after a character in Metal Gear. So, yeah, it's it's just too, per- like, Oscar Isaac himself wanted to play Solid Snake. Yeah, you talk- I've, I've seen this on Twitter, this interview. Yeah, like, it's just the perfect fit. I was doing, like, some um, fan casting with Jamie yesterday, as you know, Xander. And, yeah. uh, like, I was talking to him about, like, certain characters, and the main character that I wanted to see in this now is Mads Mikkelsen as Revolver Ocelot. You don't know who Revolver Ocelot is, but basically in the first no. game, he's a revolver-wielding badass. I love him to bits. He's amazing. And he had some of the best lines in that in that game. I was going to say movie. It basically is a movie. <laughs> Kojima just wants to make a movie. But nobody's giving it... Like, people are giving him too much money. Oh. So... He's just making two-hour cutscenes in one of his games, which is a true thing. Mel Gear Solid this, you know. 4 has a two-hour cutscene. <laughs> and Mel Gear Solid 3 has a ten-minute section where you just climb a ladder. Good lord. It's just ten minutes of ladder climbing. And it has one of the greatest songs of all time in the background because it's a full-on, like, James Bond-style song for Mel Gear. Nice. It's great. But it's really good. And obviously, as you can tell, I am a huge fan of Metal Gear. It is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Uh, I love the story. It's batshit crazy. If you ever try and understand it, you won't. And I hope to God the movie stays like close to the source material and it not be able to be fucking understood. <laughs> um... uh, like there's certain characters that have to be included, like Otacon, Psychomantis, Grey Fox, and Meryl, and obviously Snake, and Liquid, and roll over a slot that's about it for the main ones uh but yeah i'm really looking forward to this movie and another film that's coming out on christmas day is somewhat similar in the sense that you know the monster hunter movies under yes uh turns out that was inspired by the metal gear crossover with the monster hunter games oh wow! that's why they're that's why they're using military like real world military tech in the in the movie all right instead of using the monster hunter weapons <laughs> no, instead of you, the director literally um, like came out and said, "Yeah, I was really inspired by Metal Gear. You're making a Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, I know they had a crossover. Wow, so f- funny. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. So yeah, I'm um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. I think that is going to be. I don't know. I think I hope it's good. I don't know if it's going to be good." The artwork that is that they released for it, like of the actual Metal Gears and Shadow Shadow Moses, the location it's in, is really cool. So don't Fair fuck enough. it up. Fair enough. Please yeah. don't fuck it up. I'm, I'm down to watch this though. I'm down to watch this. I reckon you should play the original Metal Gear. Um, I reckon we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we move on to the main topic then? Go on then. Uh, do you want to take the reins, or should I still continue to take the reins? Because it feels like it's I've been talking episode. a lot more. It's your episode. Shit. Okay, so, um, <laughs> as I alluded to before, this was with two references... This was his idea, ladies and gentlemen. We said, yeah. Rob, for the birthday podcast, for David's birthday, he should take the reins. I was like, yeah, mate, go for it. Yep. It feels <laughs> weird, though. Just It Instant does not feel regret. natural. I feel like we... 
I feel like if I did it more often, it wouldn't feel as weird. But I feel so <laughs> weird taking the reins and taking control. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. You're my wife. <laughs> Stop. No, not again. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so as I alluded to before, with two references, one a lot more subtle than the other. Um, if you didn't understand it before, Xander, I said the opportune moment for Um We are going to be talking out about the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy because there's only three. There is only three. If you tell me there's a fourth and a fifth, you're wrong because they don't exist. Oh, see, in my mind, there's none. <laughs> No, there's three. There's there's three really good movies. One incredible oh, yeah. movie. Sorry, I know there's three of them because I had to fucking watch them all yesterday. Yep. Well, you put them off, put it off till yesterday. We've had this podcast prepped for about three months. I knew I had to do it, and for some reason, I left it to the last day because I just didn't want to watch them. I just, Did you watch them with your um, your roommate? No, he's gone on for Christmas, so I had to do it solo. It was rough. It was really rough. I'm so glad I made you do it. Right, we'll talk about the first one. So, let me get up the INDBs, because I'm a professional who does this ahead of time, clearly. Even I do it ahead of time. Jesus, Dave. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you weren't for a while. <laughs> it took you, like, what, 20 episodes to do that? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to go... Um, we're not going to go through the synopsis and, like, the actual plots of these movies because we're not... Well, Xander's going to rip into them. I'm going to just say how good they are. Um, yeah. I'm the only one you should be listening to today. Uh, so, Blacksmith Will Turner teams up with eccentric pirate Captain Jack Sparrow to save his love, the governor's daughter, from Jack's former pirate allies, who are now undead. Uh, the allies being Captain Barbosa and the other lot. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. So, uh, obviously, it, it, the very famous movies, but if you don't know, Jack Sparrow is played by Johnny Depp. Uh, Jeffrey Rush plays Barbosa. Orlando Bloom plays Will Turner. And Kieran Knightley plays Elizabeth Swan. Uh, Xander, what'd you think? Okay, I can admit this movie, it's okay. Okay, when I, when I was texting you earlier saying they were all you trash, can see, you can see that this is the best one in the franchise. I was mainly shit posting. Yep, this is it's an okay movie. It's it's fun in points. I like the chemistry between Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom. Yep. I think the story is quite interesting. There's a twist in it that was very well laid out, and I yep. did which that I did, actually wait no there wasn't. Never mind, there wasn't a twist laid out. Never mind, ignore me. There was no twist. I'm taking points away from this movie already. <laughs> in my mind, I got confused, but there is. The, the CGI is pretty dope for 2003. For 2003, like, the main thing in this movie that looks, like, amazing is the water. It still blows my mind, like, how good it looks. Wait, is it fake? Yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, like, that's... <laughs> Can you <laughs> see? I thought it was real water. I thought they were... Why wouldn't they, say... nope. why, why wouldn't they just film it on an ocean? Because that costs more. How? Anyway. It, it does. It, yeah. it costs a lot more. And they would have had to build, like, actual ships. Um, But, yeah, it's... I think it's, it's, it's a decent movie. I could see myself... If a group of friends were like, "Listen, I want we want we want to watch a, a a fun adventure movie with pirates in it and with yeah. Johnny Depp and with Orlando <laughs> Bloom, could we, <laughs> could you think of any? I'd suggest this movie. You'd suggest this one. I'd suggest this one. Yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. The reason that this is in my top 10 of all time, weirdly This enough, is in your is top 10 of all time! Literally nostalgia. Like, I, I, I know that's, like, rose-tinted glasses of sunny other, but it is nostalgia. I'll admit that. I don't care. I, I love this movie. It's so fun. It, oh, it's, it's really good-looking... Uh, it's got some really funny lines. It's like it even like the one of the final lines of the movie inspired the name of one of my favorite bands of all time. I I, I love this film. I don't know what so, but David. You have to explain that. I don't. So um, at the end of the movie, before he says, "I'm really bad eggs. Uh, drink up me heart as yo ho," he says, "Now bring me that horizon." And uh, oh my like Ollie God. Sykes like came up with the idea of Premium Horizon from that, and apparently that was conserved by conceived by Johnny Depp on the morning of the like the scene was filmed. That brings so, us nicely. Johnny Depp. That brings us nicely. The thing I hate most about these movies is Johnny fucking Depp. <laughs> Why can't? stand the man he just he's just weird he's just weird and he's like he's just too he's too he's mugging for the camera at every single second it's like bro let someone else play with the toy go away please he's literally the star and that's why i hate these movies that's why i cannot stand to watch seven and a half hours of these movies, nearly eight hours of these movies, because he, if it was anybody else he, other than Johnny Depp, he is would you have watched it? You know what? Maybe, maybe I'm just. Really, I think you are maybe, on a on a tiny, tiny island. Maybe I'm in biased that against part Johnny Depp. Well, what is it you don't like about Johnny Depp? I don't I'm, know. I'm genuinely he's, curious. His face. I don't know. His face just pisses me off. And like what his, other films he's so with Johnny Depp in it do you all not the time? Like? He's like, bro, calm down, all right? Yeah, that's his character. I don't like he's it. He's supposed to be flamboyant. I don't like it. He's that one actor that you just that I just <clears throat> hate. Like, you know, everyone just has that actor that they just don't like. My dad doesn't like Paul Rudd. I don't like Johnny Depp. There's got to be someone that you just hate. Actor-wise, off the top of my head, I can't think of any, but I'll let you know. Yes, do. When it comes to movie-wise, I know there's a few movies I fucking despise, and you already know which they are. 
But you know what? I'm not going to mention it because this is this is the Pirates of the Caribbean episode, and I Good. like talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, this is fun. Yeah, I think I think uh, Kira Knightley is is okay in this. I think she gets better. In she gets better with each movie. She does. Uh, like she does. Like, her character arc is probably one of the strongest in this franchise. With the fact she genuinely goes from damsel in distress at all times, yeah, to absolute badass and a literal spoiler alert. But they're bloody like fourteen years old. Why haven't you watched them by now? Pirate king, king of the pirates. Arr. Arr. Um. I think Jeffrey Rush... Who's your favourite... Yeah, who, I was about to say, is Barbosa one of your favourite characters? Jeffrey Rush is hilarious because he's chewing he's so all good. of the scenery. He is doing the most obvious pirate accent. And you've got to respect the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, he's doing the most cliche shit yeah. possible. And it's, but I find it once hilarious. Once again, that's his character. He's the most cliche... Like run of the mill pirate possible. Jack Sparrow is the exact opposite of that, and that's why I like Jack Sparrow. He's the worst and best pirate at the same time, and that's why I love like the lines are just like that has to be the worst pirate I have ever seen. They say that about three times, and it's like, bro, you need to pick other words to say about it. <laughs> like then again, though, it, it, there's only those words. It's either he's the worst or he's the best. There's no in between with. Jack Sparrow. That's something else I hate about these movies. When they try and be funny. Because they ain't. They real, they're really not funny. The forced comic relief characters played by Gareth from The Office and the small bald Donny, they just annoy me. Every time I open their mouth, I'm just like... <sighs> I audibly sighed on multiple occasions while watching once again movies. i i i 100% believe you are on a, like just on an island in this like i think you've just got too much hatred towards these movies that you're slightly getting annoyed at them so even though they're not they're that bad at all needlessly long this movie does not so is so is all of lord of the rings half hours at least these don't have extended cuts and then extended versions of the extended cut what what are you, what what movie are you imply what are you Lord of the Rings. alluding to there? Lord of the Rings. Those has movies two different extended cuts. Those movies have a big story to tell. Those have an those are based on books that are like dictionaries that are like a thousand pages long. This is based on a theme park ride. Yeah, you can make a story that is under two hours for this, and it's probably a bit better. They're so long and overstuffed with nonsense. The third one especially, but we'll get to that. The third one, I I can see some. I can see why people don't like the third one so much, but I still love it for Davy Jones. But once again, we'll um, we'll get to that later. Um, but well, yeah, this like, is. I don't want to spend too long on this first one because honestly, it's just it's kind of it's en- it's entertaining. It is. Yeah. I've got to give the movie that. This movie is entertaining. I didn't. What did you think of the fighting stuff? One. Like the fighting kind of thing, like that. I thought there's there's a really fun fight scene with Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp, which is why I said earlier they have really good chemistry. They do. Like, is it the one in the uh, the blacksmith? Yeah, the one in like, the blacksmith. Workshop. That's that's cracking. That's top quality. It's a great fight scene. Yeah, that, that's I great. think it's that's the great. dialogue within that scene as well. 
I also love um, the constant like referring to Orlando Bloom as a eunuch. It always makes me laugh because, like, obviously as a kid, I never understood that joke, and then looking back on it now, I'm able to appreciate yeah. more of the jokes in this movie. Also, who are these movies for? Who are they for? Uh, me. Kids. <sighs> they're not for kids though. They're all twelve. They're, they're, yeah, they're they're for kids who like pirates. <sighs> Nonsense. Um. Did you not like pirates as a kid? No. So there you go. I, I tried. I tried over. watching these movies as a kid, and they were so long and boring. They're so long and boring. Hold on, just a second. I've just looked at the uh, the trivia. This is the stupidest casting ever, but it would have been quite funny. Uh, Robert De Niro was originally offered the role of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as Barbosa, and I was like, okay. That would be wor- that would work quite I well, see actually. That. I, see that. <laughs> I can see that, but no, it's Jack Sparrow. Oh, no. That would be awful. No, yeah, that would be bad. But yeah, like, I can... So, uh, it's it's a weird one for me. I, I love these films. I can see why some people don't love these films. I don't know why you hate it so much. But I can see why people weren't, you know, 100% appreciate these films as they are. I like them a lot because, you know, nostalgia, as I said before, I watched them a lot as a kid. I have watched them for years and I just think they're a lot of fun. I love the dialogue. I love the stupid wackiness of the characters. I love Johnny Depp as an actor. I love Orlando Bloom as an actor. Orlando Bloom isn't great in this. He's he gets better in the sequels as well. I yeah, think no. His once again, he's better in the next one. His performance is best in this in the next one, and it's really good in the third one. Yeah, I, I I'll agree with that. I agree. Yeah, Orlando Bloom and not Natalie. The Portman. only annoyance, yeah, the not only um, they they're, they're really good. They they're better throughout the movies. The only reason that I don't really like Jack as much is because he doesn't really... He has a bit of a character arc, but he doesn't have he doesn't too change. much of an arc. He doesn't change. He, he, he becomes a better person towards the end of the third one. Like, at the, at the start of the... At the end of the first one, they're like, he's a good man. He's like, how is he a good... What's he done? He's just, no, like, betraying all of the time. How is he a yeah. good man? He's betraying him, but he's betraying him in a way that's making it so that he's betrayed him enough so that he can get to a certain point to, you know, not betray them. But it is weird. It is very... them. He's betraying them so that he can later on, like, you know, help them. No, these men are dumb. He, he's not a good says, person. They should have let him no, die. He's literally saying that he is. he planned all of it all along. They should have let him like, die. He knew he's not how, that smart. Like, he, he weirdly is, though. He's not. He's dumb, but he is. He's one of the smartest pirates. That's why he, he's one of the pirate. He's one of the uh, like pirate lords. He gets away with being a smart, char- quote unquote, smart character in this because everyone else in this movie is a fucking idiot. Like when he gets put on that ship at the start, when he's like, "Oh, I, I, I'm just here to, here to take that ship there," and th- those two guys are stood at each other. By the way, the script is a bunch of piece of shit. It's so bad. The lines of dialogue they give these people are atrocious. Like those two guards that are stood there. Again, comic relief characters. Not funny. Just dumb. 
Not funny in the slightest. They're Once just like, again, oh, I enjoy them. have you not heard of the Curse of the Black Pearl? The 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 the, the boat with black sails and that <laughs> has a ghost ship or whatever. No, it's like, it's, oh it's, my god! I can I can tell you the full quote because I got a meme of that earlier. Is you've held you've heard of Elf on a Shelf, but have you heard of a ship with black sails, crewed by the damned and captained by a man so evil that hell itself spat him back out? That's it. How that is yes. so. <laughs> Bad. That is a bad line of dialogue. Someone got paid to it's, write this. It's law. Someone got paid to write this and then write two sequels. What is Hollywood? Five. five four sequels, even. Four I don't sequels. know whether the writers wrote four and five, but they definitely wrote two and three. Uh, yeah, they definitely wrote two and three. I think they also... They are currently writing the next one. Uh, which is just untitled Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Is that the uh, one with Johnny Depp wrote... the one with Margot Robbie? Uh, uh, possibly both. I don't know what they're doing with it. They're, do- they're doing another sequel strange one. and they're doing a female reboot. I thought they were choosing between those. Oh, I thought they were doing both. Yeah, I think they're choosing between them. I'd, I'd be down for both. I do want, like, the, the only about, thing that I neither? want... Shut up. The only yeah no um they actually they helped write uh they wrote on Stranger Tides which is the worst of the bunch yes and then it's just based on characters created by for Salazar's Revenge which does my head in by the way uh the only reason Salazar's Revenge does my head in is because in the UK we got Salazar's Revenge but in the movie the line just before the titles is because dead men tell no tales and it's supposed to be called dead men tell no tales but censorship which is actually a it's, it's actually a dope title well they say that a lot as well like that's a that's a famous pirate saying yeah it's it's a, it, i think it's i think it's a it's a it's a dope oh yeah title it's a, a movie. it's a dope title and then salazar's revenge no wait hang on it's what not a censorship piece of shit. it's not censorship no, that was, because the second that was censorship. the second one is called dead man's chest yeah, they, they updated the censorship laws in uh, 2010 and we weren't able to, like, not name it Dead Men to Tell No Tales because, like, if it was a 12 ah. in the UK. I don't know why it's like that, ah. but they weren't, like, that movie is censored so much more than, like, because these movies, whether you like them or not, you got to admit there's some brutal moments. At, like, the start of the second one, I think it is, you see a guy get his eye eaten by a fucking crow. This like, movie's got weird editing as well. <laughs> this movie's got really weird editing. Like, the ending is really bad. Like, it feels like something was cut out of the end and at the start. The start of the movies are all really bad. Yeah. <sighs> right. Six out of ten. Let's do the second one. Six out I'm giving this a ten out of ten. You're an idiot. You, I said you, you were like saying, Midsummer. I think you've genuinely been kicked in the head by a horse. You no, you said I think there's something wrong with you mentally, and I responded, yeah, it's called depression <laughs> to make you feel bad. And then I said, well, and just so you know, I like love you, and you can talk to me about anything, but I think you've been kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah, and it worked like a charm because it made you feel bad. But yeah, no, I'm I'm genuinely giving this a ten out of ten just because once again, I I love these movies. I have nostalgia for them. I'm you know I'm blinded by it. I don't care. Wait, wait. So you can accept 
Wait, you're accepting all of my problems with it and yet still giving it a perfect 10 out of 10 score? Yeah. That's Sick. why I like this movie. Sick. I, I, I see why you Top have tier problems criticism with it. I don't everyone. agree with them. I don't agree. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can have your opinions on the movie. I'll have mine. And that's that's the beauty of movies. We all have our opinions, and they're all valid, except for the ones about Midsummer when they say they're good. Right. <laughs> the second one. Uh, the second one. Uh, Dead Man's Chest. This is the most interesting one for me, uh, story-wise. So this one made, I think the this one made the most money out of the first three. Yeah, it made it made over a bill, didn't it? Uh, cumulative growths is one billion six six million one hundred seventy nine thousand and seven hundred forty seven dollars. Yeah. And then the third one made just under a billion, so I think that made yeah. like nine hundred eighty five million. So the uh, the story of this one is Jack Sparrow races to recover the heart of David Jones to avoid enslaving his soul to Jones's service, as other friends and foes seek the heart for their own agenda as well. Right. This okay. one is the sh- like strongest in regards to characters and somewhat story for me, uh, primarily yeah. because of David Jones as a character. I love David Jones. I think he's an incredible character, especially for this series. Okay. He looked amazing. Okay. Some of his lines are so damn good. Like his main one is just like, "Do you fear death?" He says it too often. Do you fear that? And in the third one, that becomes a joke. That becomes a legitimate joke. Every time he sits next to someone, he's like, do you fear death? It's like, oh my god. Shut up, man. Shut up. So dumb. You squid-faced fuck. Nah, he's he's fucking cool. I I don't care whether it becomes a joke in the third one. That first moment when he's like stamping on the, like on the deck walking up to these people as they're literally like on the verge of death leans down to them but blows smoke in their face and just says that and then he gets called a cruel bastard and they just go life is cruel why should the afterlife be any different just Um, like damn that's a good line i think that is a good line there are things in this movie that are improvements and there are things that are worse I think this movie as a whole looks pretty great. I'll give it that. This movie looks real pretty. It feels brighter. I think mainly because half of it is on an island. And it's like, it it just, it looks bright and pretty. Because sand and trees look kind of nice. I think... Yeah, the villain's okay. You you keep talking about like Davy Jones as if he's some sort of Hall of Fame movie villain, and he's just not. He's he's just fine. I guess. Once again, I really enjoy him. Like, granted, I've watched these movies for a long time, so I know the character quite well. Um, and when you look in, like, when you think about the law that they already tell you in these movies, he's a really, really interesting character. He's not even like a a villain. He's just a guy doing his job. I know, but he's a dick. He's doing he's doing his job in a dickish way. He's doing his job in a dickish way, yeah, but that's because he was tormented by his fucking basically girlfriend. Um who set him the job. She's his boss as well. But anyway. 
I think there are bits in this that are genuinely quite good. So go on. I like. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. I like Orlando Bloom in this. Yeah, I think yeah. he's good in this. I think that the scenes with him and the other pirates on the island at the start pretty fun. Like when they're in that big yeah. swinging ball. Don't know how the hell they got there. I might have fallen asleep during that bit because yes, I fell uh, asleep so... in the first twenty minutes of this movie. So the rest of them uh, got there off screen. He got to the island looking for Jack. He got a yes. uh, lift to the island. Yes, I know. That. And uh, then he got knocked the fuck out and put in the cage uh, with them. And the reason there's half the crewmates there is they literally just say, uh, you see these cages that they're in? They were built after we got here. Um, so they're just living in their crewmates' bones, which is quite fucked. <laughs> But yeah, I like the scene when they're in this big ball and they're like swinging it and then they start climbing up but there's another crew there as well and they're yeah. like doing the same thing and they start climbing up and they're having like a little race but then one of the tribesmen like walks past and so they have to do it quietly. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. And then like they're running away in this ball and they sort of pick it up. They're like, lift the ball or lift the cage <laughs> and then... Run in the roll cage! The cage. In the cage. Lift the cage! Like, roll the cage! I think that's kind the of fun. The dwarf's legs are dangling in between it Yeah, I think, I think that's quite fun. But unfortunately, this is all intercut with Johnny Depp being a prick again. Mugging for the camera, because like, oh, I'm the reason the last movie made so much money, so we've got to have a scene where I'm like yes. the leader of an indigenous tribe because I'm Johnny Depp, and I'm... <laughs> Well, I mean, is he leader of an indigenous tribe who wants to eat him? He's just the worst like, dude. He pisses me off. You know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I can't. I can't talk about Johnny Depp anymore. Johnny Depp does not exist anymore. Right? He's not in these movies. Okay. Then the first ones are ten would out of ten. Make these movies good it. to you, though. The first <laughs> one... Cut J- Disney. Cut Johnny Depp out of these movies. And I'll suck your dick. Johnny Depp cut. Walt Disney, I will suck your dick. His frozen dick. His frozen dick. (laughs) I promise myself I wouldn't swear as much in this one. Yeah. Hi, Xander's dad. He legitimately said, I said to him, like, we we are trying not to swear as much. He was like, well, the one I listened to, you didn't. He was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) He listened to the kick-ass one. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, shit, sorry. Um, yeah, like, saying shit sorry doesn't actually help my case here, does it? It doesn't um, help the case at all. Oh dear. So good golly. So getting back to the yes, like, that sorry. scene alone, like that entire island bit, I love to bits. I so think it's long. so damn fun. This movie's two and a half hours care. again, and they don't get off that island until about thirty-five minutes into this movie. So yeah. half an hour of this movie that he's just pointless um, okay i will agree it's a lot of filler yeah a lot of these films are a lot of filler I, fair enough i still like them because the filler is at least enjoyable to watch <sighs> like at least for me anyway you might have a different opinion on it but um, once again the this filler is funny i love especially like between um like when Will Turner, Orlando Bloom gets on to like the Flying Dutchman. 
I think that bit is really good. Like that entire sequence is so good. Like the uh, the game that they play, the Was the game of deception. Lying dice. Uh, I think it's called lying dice. Yeah. Uh, it's basically it. It seemed kind of like Yahtzee, but with a lot of lying. <laughs> but then again, I don't know how to play Yahtzee. Um, but yeah, like that entire sequence is really good. It's fairly intense and then you, it brings out more of like Will's dad's character also called Will Turner Stellan Skarsgård yeah it is yeah, and he's really good Skellon Skarsgård yeah Skellon Skarsgård like the, <laughs> the, the, the Skarsgård I, I said Skellon Skellon just because I like saying Ske, Skellon Skarsgård to be honest the Skarsgårds are a very like weird family it's great they're all just actors yeah because they've got stellan who's like an old man who like gets all these old man roles then you've got alexander skarsgård who's like the most beautiful man i've ever seen in my life then you've got bill skarsgård who literally looks like a clown that eats kids yeah like it's it's weird then you've got gustav skarsgård who's in vikings who's in vikings yeah he's a handsome and he's really good yeah I love him as Floki. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, the other bit I like, the other section of this movie, is when they all get put, they they all land on that next island, and they've got and they I'd, find. See, the I knew it was gonna be. I knew it was gonna be that uh, scene because of, uh, like when you started talking to me, um, like you started messaging me, complaining about the second one. Uh, I told you there's a really good fight scene coming up later on. And the fight scene I was referring to was the one in that wheel because it's such a fun scene yeah, to watch. So it, it it's starts, just mental. It starts off on the beach, and that's quite fun because, like, oh, I forget he's he's from Coupling, but the uh, the guy that the 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 guy who wants to marry, uh, not Natalie Portman, uh, in the first Jack one. Davenport Norrington. Yeah, yeah, Jack Davenport. He's he's great. By the way, you should watch Coupling. He's very funny in that. That's a cracking show. Um... But yeah, he, I love how he's like, he throws sand in Orlando Bloom's eyes at one point. <laughs> I think that's really childish and fun. Uh, yeah. Not Natalie Portman's trying to get their attention and she's like falling over and pretending to faint. And they're Can all you still just like, remember just her name? Her name is Keira Knightley. It's not that hard to remember. I know, but in Phantom Menace, she plays not Natalie Portman. <laughs> like, Fuck's character sake. in that movie. Um, so then, then, then it sort of travels into this building and they start fighting still and then he's in like a bell tower and they're still fighting and then they hop on a wheel and they're still fighting i'm like dude this is this is genuinely really good like, yeah like that's the that's my favorite scene in this entire movie yeah it's other than the uh final scene where like the kraken takes down the um the black pearl just because the kraken looks so good uh, I love okay. the Kraken. It looks okay. But okay, think about it for the year. Think about it for 2006. 2006. Yeah. Yeah, scene, Imagine seeing that in 2006. I, I will admit... You would have been blown I, away. I will admit the CG in this movie is pretty fantastic. Especially on Davy Jones. Davy Jones looks incredible. Yeah, Davy Jones looks real and it's weirdly terrifying. But then, unfortunately... Always to the next room is that guy with the hammerhead shark head. See, yeah, he's the worst looking. He of the looks bunch. ridiculous. I, will, I, 
I'm not a fan of his character design. I um, think he's. I think he should have been something different. Like because most of the other crew aren't fish like. They're like just skate kind of scaly and they're filled with like scallops and this and the other. Yeah, they've got like bloody algae growing on them and they're weirdly creepy. Yeah, they're I, not. They're, but like funny looking. So so going back to that scene that I like that that fight scene carries on. And then I quite like that Kira Knightley's like then fighting with loads of people. Yeah, uh, like everybody people. joins that fight scene. Yeah, and then, but again, unfortunately, she's teamed up with Gareth from The Office and the bald Donny, who I just want to slap because they won't leave this franchise. And I really want them to leave this franchise immediately. They do in four and five, but those are the worst ones. That's too late. I stopped after the third. I left this franchise after the third one. Good God. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's fireworks going off outside my house. It's Are you the, sure it wasn't me and Mal Caesars? I'm very sure. It's, it's the 5th of December and there's fireworks going off. Anyway. Um, yeah. But then it's just, yeah. Then that, that's, that seems really good. And then it sort of goes onto the beach then, and they're still fighting all these fish guys. Yeah. I think I think that's really that's really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. I think I think I think that whole section of the movie is good, but unfortunately, didn't like much of the rest of it. Once again, I I always enjoy. I I love the opening scene where they're um, like. Oh wait, no. That at the end of the last movie, it was when they free Jack, isn't it? The opening scene is when they get arrested, though. It's quite a a, a somewhat dark scene, especially later on when um the guy kills. Oh, who does he fucking kill? He kills like the captain of the ship, doesn't he? When he's introduced, that spy from London. Oh yeah, I don't know. He kills yeah. someone. He kills someone. Um, he does indeed kill a person. Yeah. Also, like, why does Kira Knightley insist on kissing like everyone in this franchise? That's the one thing I'm not a fan of. I think it's really weird that she constantly kisses everybody. It's weirder in the third one because she makes out with Jack Davenport from Copper. She makes out. She makes. She makes out, out with James. She she tries to make out with Jack. Yeah. Like and he he he's a gentleman about it and just says once is enough love. And she's like, go on, lad. Actually, that's that's only because the last time she strapped him to a boat and made him. Be yeah, but there wasn't a crack in there. Demon. That was a, that was a thank you kiss. It was very clearly a thank you kiss. That was a betrayal kiss last time. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, it looked better. This movie looks really good again. These movies, to be fair, all three of them look pretty good, don't they? But I think this one looks the best from like a cinematography level. Mm. There's some pretty shots. Um, I think the ending is stupid. Yeah. When Barbosa comes back and he's like, Arr, me matey, like, Oh my God, he's Jeffrey Rush again. Oh my God, unbelievable Jeff. He's, he's done it! Um, but what what annoys me about this is that they've gone for a 
it, it, you do realize that's at the um, the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, end of the first one. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. It's at the end of the second one. Never yeah. mind. I'm stupid. So he has a lot more like lines in this. Oh wait, I'm looking at the fucking. Never mind. I'm stupid. I was looking at um, the third. the lines for yeah the third one because <laughs> he, he came um... up with like what are you doing? I was just there, like wait he doesn't say that in this one does he? Um. I think this what that what what really bugs me about these movies as well is that it's a trilogy and they try and have a Harry Potter 7 part 1 and part 2 with these movies with Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. They have this big cliffhanger at the end of the first one where the story isn't quite complete and then in the second one they have this huge movie that is like so massive in scale that it's like oh my god it's the end of everything it's so huge it's like this franchise started four years ago and two movies ago like you're just making yourself look like an idiot here what are you what are you doing why why are you having this big avengers endgame style moments at the end where like all of our heroes are like fighting together and like oh it's so huge it's the ending to everything it's like for one it wasn't the ending to everything these movies limped on for two more sequels and for a third one that is going to eventually come out so you're complaining that this movie did something too soon and yet there was too much of them no like there's not enough move there's i think what for what they're going for here with this big finale type feel there's not enough of these movies to do that with and it's not built up enough i think just as a stru- the structure of the series is fundamentally flawed okay but once again the what i'm what i'm hearing is you're complaining that they're Doing something that should have taken at least like five movies per se. Yeah, like this this big moment should have been at least five movies, and yet there's too much of them as well. No, I'm complaining that there's too much of them because I fucking hate these movies. But I'm saying the structure of the movie, the series, is flawed because there should have been five of them or six of them to build up to this ending. This ending then would have felt more satisfying because it's like oh man i've spent four movies with captain jack and orlando bloom and like man i really really want them to do well but unfortunately they've had one adventure and then in the second adventure they're like well now we've got to rile up for the big finale it's like wait what it's like i've it's like i've missed a full season of tv it's like going from the pilot to the season finale it's like wait where's everything else where where's the where's the rest Where's the rest I can of this, this that. movie series? Yeah, that, that that's fair enough. That you know what? That's the one point I will genuinely like 100 percent agree with. Although I, I see your logic with it. I see the fact that like Maybe yeah, I'm not like, wording it. Endgame hundred percent. Now Endgame hundred percent deserved it by the fact that it had twenty seven movies like twenty two movies of build up yeah. to this huge final battle. Harry Potter kind of earned it with eight movies of build up and they were kind of teasing towards that in the last like Let's say like like last three, they were including building, part one. That's building up to it. That's still telling a story, its own individual story in a movie, while also building up to the inevitability of this big final moment. 
But the thing is, like, from the the earlier films, in at least in Harry Potter anyway, it doesn't build up to that at all. Like the big final moment no. is at e- at the end of each film. Yeah. But after like from uh like Half Blood Prince onwards, yes, it does. But that's the same amount that this movie has. I think the main thing that they need to do is they need to pace it differently. And instead of having more filler, because these movies do have a lot of filler, as I said before, I think they needed to have a lot more story to be able to pull this off a bit better. Yeah. Like, they can easily do it with three movies. 100%. You, you can pull off that kind of thing with three movies if you've got enough story on your side. And I think that's the only way you're able to do that as well. Yeah. As what those movies did. Granted, I still love that final scene. That final scene is really, really well done. It's a lot of fun to watch. The like it looks incredible as well. Like CGI wise alone, it looks insane. Wait, are we talking about the final scene in Deadman's Chest? In the uh, no, I'm looking. I'm talking about our World's End. Oh, right now, what, 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 what? So we'll, we'll continue. We'll continue talking about Deadman's Chest. But like, just to clarify about our world, like I'm talking about our World's End here, and I'm pretty sure you were talking about our World's End as well. I was talking about both of them. See, they, it doesn't really have that climactic feel they, in chess. It's literally just we're killing off a character. They work, but we're gonna get him back as the finale to this story. But they also work together mm. as the beginning of this story because this story does not begin in the first one. No, this one doesn't. It begins in this one. Yeah, these movies were also filmed back to back, so like. Any problems uh, that you have third, with Dead Man's second and third, yeah, would not have been fixed in the third one because the release dates yeah, no. were less than a year apart. Yeah, but once again, that's the same kind of thing with um, like Harry Potter, even though they were very different movies. Yeah, but they're still going. Any the anyway, I'm I'm we're getting too strung up on this. Dead Man's Chest, it's it's not as good. It's got some good moments that lift it up, but unfortunately, it's five minutes longer and unnecessarily so. Jack, Johnny Depp is still a It's five out of ten. For me, it's a, it's a seven. I, yeah, a lot lower than like Curse of Black Pearl, but once again, I, I preferred, I've always preferred Curse of Black Pearl. I've always said that's the best one. A lot of people have as well. Like fans of this franchise have always said, "Curse of Black Pearl is fucking incredible." Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I genuinely love Curse of Black Pearl. I really, really enjoy this one. But the thing is, whenever I watch this one, I have to watch At World's End afterwards because it doesn't feel like it ended. It feels like it's halfway through. Yeah. Even exactly. though it is very long, it feels like the first half of a movie, which. There's like only a few films that I can do that with. Harry Potter and the ha- Deathly Hallows Part 1. No. Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1. I can't watch Part 2 without Part 1, but I can easily watch Part 1 without Part 2. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, they, Part 1 is a good very, movie. very different movies. Part 1 is good by itself as, like, a character piece kind of thing. Yeah. Part 2 is all action. It is. Where, and then end, like, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, you can watch both of those separately. Yeah, I they're separate to watch movies. Together, but they're too long to watch together for me. Granted, these are also very long, but I have to, like, you can't watch one without the other for me. 
Bro, these these I'm... two are very specific where you have to like if you're watching Dead Man's Chest, you have to watch Our World's End. And if you're watching Our World's End, you've got to watch Dead Man's Chest beforehand. I think I think a great way to sum up how I feel about each of these movies is to think about how many times I had to pause them just to take a breath and stop my mind from melting. So the first one, I paused it once because the door went. The second one, mm. within 20 minutes, I'd fallen asleep. So I paused that. Then I paused it again later to get something for the fridge because my brain was going to melt. The third one, I routinely stopped it every 20 minutes. So you should have just powered for It's... This movie is atrocious. This third movie is genuinely appalling. For me, like, I'm going to immediately get my, like, thoughts out of the way. It's a 7 out of 10 again. It's... Right. Like you said, they're, they're so close together that any thoughts that you had about the first one, or the second one even, you're going to have about the third one. And that third one, I still really enjoy. There's some really good moments. Not as good moments as, like, the second film, as, as Dead Man's Chest. But I still really, really enjoy it. Even Even talking about these movies is draining me right now. Genuinely, I feel so drained. Like, my eye is shutting because I'm, like, thinking about these. I've had it all day at work, and I was like, man, I really don't feel good today. And I've realized why. It's because I watched all three of these yesterday. I shotgunned them all in an afternoon. It took me nearly eight hours, and honestly, I would have preferred death. Like... <laughs> Do you fear death? Death. Do you feel death? Do you fear that dark abyss? Um, this move, the first scene is twenty minutes long. Needlessly twenty minutes. I don't. I couldn't okay, even. So if you put a gun to my head right now, is twenty minutes long. If you put a gun to my head right now, I could not, for the life of you, me, tell you what happened in that opening scene as well. It's just no. Some woman, so, some woman got shot in the head. I thought that was what I was like. What? What? That was insane. So what they're doing is they're basically going to. I can't remember where it is. Oh no, David! David, um, you misunderstand. I don't give a shit. I don't give a. Don't tell I'm me what happened. The audience. I couldn't give a flopping dick. Okay, so to shut the Xander the fuck up. Uh, we're introducing At World's End now. Um, so, At World's End, Captain Barbosa, Will Turner, and Elizabeth Swan must sail off at the edge of the map, navigate treachery and betrayal, find Jack Sparrow, and make their final alliances for one last decisive battle. Uh, the opening movie that Xander's on about is basically a scene where they're going trying to get the nine pirate lords and they're trying to recruit one of them um, into like the meeting because the nine pirate lords all fucking hate each other. Constantly. They've all, they've all stolen from each other. They've all tried to murder each other. None of them have succeeded. Yeah, exactly. They all literally... Like, there's no honour among thieves. But at the same time, there's all the honour among thieves because they have more honour than the bloody, like, East India Trading Company in this movie. Which is quite a nice thought. But, um... So yeah, so they're trying to go and get this guy and he says no and then he realises that they're also trying to ambush him. They have a big fight. 
East India Trading Company comes in and they band together to defeat them. And so he's like, you know what? I'd rather be on your good side than their good side. And yet he still makes a deal with them. It is very convoluted. It is very stupid. I still enjoy the opening scene. But the opening scene that I'm on about when it comes to really enjoying it is the first like two minutes where they're hanging all those pirates because it just sets like the tone for this movie more than anything else it just says yeah this movie is going a bit darker than we usually do but then be ready for that but then they spend so long with johnny depp just fucking about and it's like he's not darker it's not darker at all. It's the same as the last movie. It's darker in some movies. But instead, in some moments, instead of Johnny I mean... Depp being sprinkled throughout, they've got entire sections of the movie where it's literally just him on his own. In a blank space. They have you like can't, one of You those. can't even look away from him. They have one. Literally one section for I, like five I, minutes. I sent you a text saying there's been 35 minutes of Deppless movie and I'm feeling better. And then he turns up. And there's twenty of him. There's there's a scene with twenty Johnny Depp. He Depp's, kills like three of them. And I genuinely thought, you know what, I'm done. I almost switched this movie off. I almost switched this movie off. He actually kills three of the Depps though, and then all of the Depps go away. Literally two minutes after. <sighs> yeah, um, I think it's too long. It's far, far too long for what actually happens in this. There's a big wo- seconds, there's a big there's a big woman at one point. I don't know what she did or why she's there. I know she's like Bill Nye's hump buddy, but like, what's she doing? What's she doing with herself? Really? Yeah this this movie took it out of me. <laughs> this this movie really took a lot out of me. Like I think a bit of my soul is still left on the couch. Oh, I've just remembered what you were saying. You were talking about Calypso. Why the is she woman. there? What's she doing? I know uh, she's, she's like, the goddess of the sea. I know, but like, why? Why? Why was she big? What? What did she do? What did she do to help? Like, genuinely. Uh, so the, I don't what know. She, what she does at the end. You see that? You know that massive whirlpool battle. Basically, she creates that whirlpool. I thought because that, she's a goddess of the sea, she's able to manipulate the water. She's also able to like manipulate the winds to be able to manipulate the waters. How did that? So help? she makes it so that it 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 turns the tide in their favor, in a both figurative sense and literal sense. But then, like at the end, because she's actually turning the tide when they get win. It? Get it? She she she, she, when, she turns the tide I'm, of the I'm battle. I'm purposely ignoring you. When they win. <laughs> Everyone else, all the other factions of pirates are like cheering, like, yeah, we won. It's like, you did nothing. You did literally nothing. Like, they, they're all there for no reason, which also means that okay. the entire scene beforehand with all of the factions means nothing. And that Can I just scene say, was that so entire... long. Yeah, but your argument also extends to like when people watch footy. When people at home scream, oh, yeah, we won, we did it, boys. Like, you didn't do anything. Literally did nothing. (laughs) See, now I know you're not talking because you do that. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. 
just ruins Xander's existence. So, I've been made a, made to look a right tit. Um, it's still dumb. <laughs> it's still dumb when people yeah, do that. I bet every single time you do that, you're going to feel really fucking dumb now, like those pirates. Honestly, I don't think I do that. You definitely do. I did as a kid. Like, I don't think I... Like, I support football teams, but, like, I never say, like, oh, yeah, we won. I'm like, yeah, I'm Dale, sure yeah I'll be like, oh, yeah, Rochdale won today. And like, oh, yeah, United won. I won't be like... We won. I'm pretty sure at one point in college, you were like, started talking about how Stockport and Rochdale were going against each other to me because I'm from, like, I'm from there. And I was just there, like, I don't give a shit. And then the next day, he was like, We won! We beat you! Just like, I still don't give a shit. I'm a different man. So, uh. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's still I dumb. I when I was okay. younger. That was a bad move. <laughs> it was. It was still dumb. Um, what else happened in this movie that was really bad? We're we're we really nonchalantly introduced to Jack Sparrow's dad, and he does nothing. Mm. They. I sent you a text when it, the movie started because they reveal that the mate one of the main like obstacles of the second movie the kraken was murdered off screen yeah i'm dead <laughs> that that got the biggest laugh out of me out of all of these shitty comic relief side characters that moment when he was like when we killed your baby it's like wait that's the kraken you you killed the kraken you killed Oh no! It's when they forced him to kill him. Yeah, because they, they the couldn't. Kr- literally they, had to. Yeah, they killed the Kraken off screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, and these movies are I, really good. <laughs> they are really good. I still really enjoy them. I agree. There's some Dumbo. stupid shit in them. <laughs> there, there is some stupid shit in them. There's a lot of stupid shit in a lot of movies that we love, Xander. Not in RoboCop though. Robocop's perfect. There's a lot of stupid shit in Robocop. You wash your mouth out, you little slut. There is a lot of shit. There's a lot of stupid shit. No, it all works in the movie. Um, what sure else is bad in this? Um, It's two hours 45. Why? Why? No, it's not. It's two hours 49. Why is it nearly three hours long? Because why not? They they had the budget, they had the runtime. Might as well fucking make it. This was actually the highest grossing movie. Not highest grossing, um most expensive movie most expensive. ever made at the time. Three hundred million. Three hundred million. Which is pretty insane. Um Yeah, it is. We sort of mentioned earlier on that um Orlando Bloom and Kieran Knightley get better in these movies. Kieran Knightley's actually pretty good in this. I'll give her that. Kira Knightley's my fa- like the best in this as like as her character like she she's the best in this because her arc has come full forward now. Yeah, I don't. Like she started she started to like continue her like start her arc in general in the first one. Oh, not the first one, the second one. Yeah, and then it comes full force in this one. 
she becomes a royal badass. I, I also think... love, um, you know, the scene where they get married on the ship and Barbosa's just killing all of these people. And they're just they're like, Barbosa, marry us. And he just screams, I'm a little busy at the moment. See, that, that scene, That's my that whole section thing in this movie, movie. <laughs> feels very Marvel. It does. And that's why I was like, okay, this is okay. Like, I can I can see the enjoyment here. Um, but, like, I, I, I want to stress that I don't think the acting is bad in the second and third one. I think, if anything, the acting from the main cast is better. The acting is better. It's the writing that gets a little bit worse. Yeah, definitely. I think Orlando Bloom is also really good in this. I also like that at the end of the movie, when he becomes the new Davy Jones, that he has one day on land with Keira Knightley, and you ju- yeah. you just know that. Sorry, babe, I have to leave for ten years, or else I'll become a squid man. Sex is the best kind of sex. Yeah, you know that they fucked. They fucked for twelve hours long. Each Bro, time. he was there they, all they took day. a two-second breather yo they took they, a two-second breather mid was, it was it was so it, they had so much sex <laughs> that the next time he sees her she has a 10 year old child yep <clears throat> well nine years and three months but semantics <laughs> but yeah no like the i think the one thing that i was really really looking forward to with this was the finale because i always love the finale i love the like the death of Davy Jones and replacing him with Will because it's it gets him what he wants with his father being free because his father is free to do what he wants with his son it also releases uh, Davy Jones from this role and it means that he's got to step up and do this job and it's uh, worth doing it for Keira Knightley's character and that's how he feels about it. It just it's such a nice relationship. It's such a cute thing. Like when you think about it like that, it's so sweet. It's such a wholesome ending in such a weird way because he's literally having to, you know, travel the souls of the damned to the afterlife. Yeah. <clears throat> like it it's weird, but it is amazing. I I genuinely like they did have um in Salazar's Revenge uh he does come back oh yeah for like a scene i've heard about this it's the only decent scene other than the end credit scene where davy jones is teased again like actual davy jones ah i don't know how yeah you but think... if we can remove the the next two from the canon create a true four film and bring back davy jones yes please um you keep going on about davy jones being this amazing villain Please, can you tell me why he's so good? Because I don't know. Okay, so the reason he's so good to me, anyway, is because he's not a traditional villain. He's literally a guy doing a job that he was assigned, and he was a broken-hearted man. He's literally become this monster because he was transformed into it. He, he didn't end up doing the job. That's why he's a squid person. Like, it's not because he waited too long on the day as well. He, he got off on the day. And he started to not do the job because he was brokenhearted and he became what he is now. He's He became the monster he is because of her. And I think that's a really, really good villain dynamic. And also 
everybody always paints him as he's supposed to, you know, just he he just wants to kill Jack Sparrow. The only reason he wants to kill Jack Sparrow is because it's a debt to settle. He has to settle this debt no matter what. He made this agreement. He's sticking to it. He doesn't want to kill Jack Sparrow because he hates Jack Sparrow. He just wants to kill him because they made a deal. And I think that's why he's such a good villain. He's not doing it out of the pure evil of his heart. He's doing it because he has to. I think it's a very interesting villain dynamic. It's, he's played really well as well. Like Bill Nye plays him so damn well. I love the design of the character as well. Like the design of Davy Jones is weird, and as a kid, it terrified me. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I didn't get that complexity. He came across to me as like a whiny little bitch who got who got his heart broken. And now he's just, like, horrible to everyone. He's like, well, if I can't be happy, then no one else can be. He just, he never came across as wholly menacing, especially in this third movie. In the second film, he came across as kind of, kind of scary. And, like, people were genuinely scared of him. But in this, no one's really that afraid of him, it seems. Everyone's just, like, he's just, in this, he's the Navy's, like, lapdog. It's just good business. Yeah, he's he's the Navy's lapdog in this movie. He's like, yeah, it's it, been ha- he's had a collar like, put on him. And yeah, he's, like, and he's like, no longer the main villain of this of this franchise though in this movie, and I like that. the The main villain is the East India Trade. It's literally the government. The government is the main villain of this movie literally because the they slave are slave owners. Yeah, they are coming <laughs> down on the like on the pirates and just making them, you know, like just. Do whatever the fuck they want them to, rather than like just letting them be free, like the governor at the start in the first film kind of wanted them to do. He literally uh, just said, "Sometimes piracy is the right course." I yeah, this the humor is even worse in this. Like genuine, there's a moment when like uh, Jeffrey Rush and Johnny Depp are like fighting over who's the actual the actual captain of the ship, and one of those stupid side characters is like, hey, you guys need to sort yourselves out and get to work. That's an order. And then he's like, yeah, hey, sorry, I just wanted to be in charge. <laughs> and it's like, it goes on for so long. You're like, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Make it end. Make it stop. And it doesn't stop. for like a f- it, I feel like that scene goes on for a full minute. And it's so unnecessary and so, so aggressively unfunny. What kid is going to go and see this? It's two hours and 50 minutes long. And there's no action in it up until the final scenes. That means there's two full hours, over two hours of nothing, because you said the final hour is great. The final hour, quote unquote, doesn't start until two hours fifteen. So really, it's the final half an hour, and really, that scene ends with about ten minutes, fifty, ten, fifteen minutes to go, so they can wrap all this dog shit up. So really, it's about twenty minutes of fun action movie. 
Four out of ten. Johnny Still Depp. seven. Suck my dick. <clears throat> I never want to discuss these movies again. Never. Ever. Do you, do you feel better now? No. Hang on. Hang on. Just bear with me. So what Xander's doing right now is he's screaming externally, scaring the shit out of his flatmates, probably his neighbours, and maybe a few kids down the block. I just screamed into a pillow. I, I could tell. I was just telling the audience that, basically. Can we move on, please? Hey, Xander. Hey, David. I know you want to do it. No, I'm just, I'm still laughing at the fact that my, I feel like I've pulled, I've like burst a blood vessel in my head. Do you feel lightheaded? <laughs> yeah. Second time in the like in a row that you have um, screamed randomly in the podcast. Not randomly. I feel like it's been well built up throughout the episode. <laughs> It's what they call good character development. <laughs> that these movies That's what anime characters... That's what anime good character development is. Just constant screaming. <laughs> I'm going super angry. Ah! <laughs> um, overall, I mean, like, I guess you can find enjoyment in these movies if you're a dick like david so if you liked if you if you like what david likes then if you like big dumb things with lots of fighting well i mean he doesn't even have lots of fighting lots of dumb not funny side characters and if you like johnny depp for some reason then you'll have a blast with these but unfortunately i just can't i can't deal with them see i can't i still can't understand uh your hatred for Johnny Depp. The franchise as a whole for me gets a 5 out of 10. And I feel like that's kind of generous. The franchise as a whole for me gets an 8 out of 10. Well, actually, no. if I'm including the last two, it's a, it's like a 5, yeah. But if I'm not including them, then I forget they exist like I do with Die Hard 5. It's, it's like a 7 or an 8. There's a part of me that wants to give the last one a three, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm being nice. Okay, so, hey. Hey, Xander. Hey, David. It's time for you to sell me a movie, or a TV show, or a music, or a game, or a book if you're a nerd. Hey! He did it. I practiced it in my head. (laughs) God bless you. I knew that would make you happy. I think what we should do, we should start doing in 2021, is ask people to send us recordings of them do it, like fans. And then every week we can have a new person say it. (laughs) That would be a good idea, though. If we have enough fans. If if we get more listeners, I reckon we do that. (laughs) You know, because like, have you ever watched Good Mythical Morning? Because they do that. Oh, do they? No, I've not seen that. Yeah, they that. do that with... Um, I know who like, they are, though. Like, they do something like a spin the wheel or something like that. They spin the wheel of mythicality. 
and uh, fans do it every single week. Well, cool. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um. Well, David, thank you for asking if I'm going to sell anything. Um. So nicely as well. It was very well done. Yeah. I know. It was, um, it was so professional. I'm going to. Such a shit line. First of all, tell you that I'm going to recommend something next week. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about the movie Host next week, that is on Shudder, because I saw a trailer yeah, for I'm, it on YouTube. Watched it. I've been planning on watching this for a couple of days. It looks dope. It's on Shudder. Do you have Shudder? Yeah, I do have Shudder, so you can use my Shudder. You're the best. So I will be talking about that next week. That I'm literally just saying this now, so I remember to watch it this week. Um, uh, but the movie I'm gonna because recommend... you're one of our free listeners a week. <laughs> The movie I'm going to recommend this week is a movie that came out this year for us. For uh, 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 It came out in March. It is called Vivarium. Are you, wait, you actually watched that? I watched Wasn't it, it shit? I watched it a couple of days ago. It's uh, supposed it, to be shit. It stars... Um, oh dear, I've forgotten the name now. Oh no. Imogen Poots. It stars Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg as a couple who are planning on starting a family together. So they're looking for a new house. And they've been for a few viewings and there's nowhere they like. So they're on the way home from work one day and they come across this little estate agency that they've never seen before. And um, they go in. This guy's really weird with them. uh, But he's he's really pushy as well. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take you to this place. So he takes them to this really isolated suburban town that's like all the houses are identical and like there's rows and rows of them and they're like wow yeah this is real nice and then as they try and leave he disappears and then they they get sort of stuck in a loop Mm. and so they can't actually leave they they always come back to the same house and so they then are forced to live there you're going to hate me. They are then forced to raise a child. You're going to hate me. Why am I going to hate you? Because I need a shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> As usual. Yeah, so they, they go to this new house. Um, and they can't leave. And yeah, then, then they, they, have to, they are forced to raise a child. So a child appears in a cardboard box and they say, raise this child and you can leave. It's like, okay. Then it sort of cuts to about... Uh, it's about three months later and they're still here but the child it, it was a baby like a freshly born baby and now it's like it looks like a eight year old nine year old so it grows quick yeah this thing grows quick and they're like this ain't a baby this is a thing this is like an alien yeah. mutant whatever it is but they are forced to stay here yeah. and they get like new food boxes every now and then of like just like plastic wrapped stuff like you know like the the stuff that's been vacuum sealed that sort of and so that that stuff keeps like appearing at their house every every couple of days so they have food to eat um i think this movie's good i think the performances from the lead actors are really good and i think the kid is really good. He then grows into a a man, and I think that man is kind of good as well. Um, 
I think the story is really interesting. It's a really, it's a really clever concept, and I think it's taken. Mm. I think it's done really, really well. But unfortunately, at some point, you've got to explain everything. Yeah, and like this movie tries to get around that by not quite explaining everything. Yeah, like thankfully, I googled this. We I watched this with my flatmate, and we were both like. Dude, that was really good, but like, I need some sort of closure here, because like we didn't know like whether it was like aliens or what, and we sort of agreed together that it was. It seems like an alien thing that's happened. Yeah. Um, but we actually, if you go, if you go on the IMDb IMDb trivia, it actually explains the metaphor this movie is going for. And, like, as soon as you read it, you're like, shit, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So, like, if you watch this, I highly recommend going to the IMDb trivia page. There's only three bits of trivia. It's the long one. Read that, and you'll understand the movie. Okay. So, I do... So, what would you sell it for? I'd sell... It's brand new. It came out this year. Six pounds. I'd sell it for six pounds. See, with it being brand new coming out of this year, that's not that good. No, it's just, I can't imagine myself re-watching this loads, but I can imagine myself re-watching it. Yeah. I'd give it, like, a really solid 8 out of 10, because the performances are cracking. The kid is so creepy. Like, I want to pump that yeah. kid. Um... I think it's a really, really solid movie. It just, if it if it needed that home run of an ending just to like really smash it home, if it did, it would have been a nine going on 10. It would have been up there for like one of my favorites of the year. Massively underrated, it seems, because the, like, the Rotten Tomatoes is like around 60-ish percent. The IMDb's at around five point something, I think, or maybe six point something. It might be high fives, but it's, I think it's really solid. And um, it shows Jesse Eisenberg as a different character, which I really appreciated. Because, David, who does Jesse Eisenberg play in every movie? Jesse Eisenberg. Exactly. In this, yeah. he has a character, he feels different. I actually I actually really liked his character in this. Um, yeah, it's a, dope, it's a dope movie. I think it's going to be a... I think it's going to be regarded well in the future. People, It's going to be a sleeper. People are going to pick up on it and be like, hey, that movie's pretty good. Check out Vivarium. Yeah. It's really cheap on iTunes. I got it for like, I think it was £3 at some point. I think it was on sale or something. I got it for like 3 quid on iTunes. You'll find it on like Amazon and YouTube to buy and stuff like that. So yeah, check it out. It's a real good movie. Vivarium. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do a similar thing to what you did with Host. Um, I'm going to remind myself to recommend something next week, because I do want to watch it this week. Okay. Um, Ashen's in the Polybius Heist. It's very different in what you were saying, because it is a YouTuber movie. Oh, now, those okay. usually suck. I was going to say, I've heard but... of Ashen's. <laughs> so Ashen's is a British YouTuber who just reviews tat. 
Uh, it's a very f- strange thing that he's doing a movie, but this is his second movie. Uh, the first one is called Ashes and the Quest for the Game Child. The Game Child is a very big thing on his channel. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. This movie has been in the making for seven years. Uh, all crowdfunded um, and like basically just completely independently funded and written by Ashens along with a load of other people. Uh, it's got a few other YouTubers. Um, you might know Barry Lewis. Um, I feel like you might have seen Ashens on a Barry Lewis episode or two. Um, but yeah, he's in it as well. Uh, Nerd Cubed's in it. There's a few YouTubers, mostly British ones. Uh, but yeah, I'm really. It's got really, really good reviews. It's like six quid on Amazon. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be recommending that next week. But this week, once again, as I am the 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 gamer of the group, um, I'm going to be recommending what I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to be recommending Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, I this is the third time I've played this game now. Mm. You, me- you mentioned I this forgot early, most of the story. Yeah, uh, I've forgotten a decent amount of the story because Metal Gear stories are convoluted as shit, but they're really good. Uh, this one is open world. It's got some of the best, if not the best, gameplay of the franchise. It is infamously known to be unfinished. Um, because there's a lot of content that they found in files, this and the other, through source code, this and the other. Um, but it is still a fucking solid Badumtish, uh game. It is so, so, so fun to play. The sandbox alone is worth it. Even if you don't like the story, the gameplay alone is worth playing. Uh, you play as Venom Snake, who uh, basically, this is... When it comes to the Metal Gear franchise, it's very strange. I believe this is the first in the in the canon in the timeline. I think. Right. Okay. Uh, but you're you're playing as Big Boss the entire time. He's the one who started off uh, the whole like Solid Snake kind of genome thing. And yeah, you just stealth around Afghanistan and like take down soldiers, rebuild Mother Base, and like just make your own army in a sense to take down Skullface and uh, the Metal Gears. So yeah, my uh, my recommendation is Metal Gear Solid 5. The reason I'm going to sell it at about I'd say £12 just because it is quite, it old. Is quite it's about five years old now. Uh, but you can get the definitive edition for £16 most of the time and that comes with Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes which was a bit of a Gummily priced demo. Uh, it yeah, was like I remember this. I remember when it first came I, out. I think it was free at a point, and I played a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. It's a really, really good, like in a sense, tech demo, and also building up and starting the story for Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, there's a lot to do in it. There's like at least six hours of content in that for a demo, but for the price it was at launch is ridiculous. Uh, it was like 40 quid and that's not worth it. That was worth like a tenner. But if you get the defensive edition of Metal Gear Solid 5, you get Ground Zeroes, you get the Phantom Pain and you get Metal Gear Online. I've literally never touched Metal Gear Online because there is nothing more stupid to me than the idea of Metal Gear Solid Online. And I know that Konami just made him throw that in there. 
Like that was all Konami. I, I reckon that Kojima didn't want to do anything to do with online and Konami just said, yeah, but online's all the rage these days. Look at like COD. We got to do online. Um, but yeah, like it's infamously known to be unfinished because he left uh, shortly after this was released. Uh, they were having a lot of internal struggles. Uh, but yeah, I'm recommending Mega Sword 5 this week. It And on PS5, it loads in like two seconds. It's great. Cracking. There you go. Yeah. Um, I was I was legit about to wrap everything up, but that's your job. You know what? You can wrap it up because I never remember what you say. No, just wrap it up in in how you would say. Ah, fuck it, fine. Okay, so uh, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> you you just interrupted me during you the wrap up. Your grave. You you. Is this how it? you feel? <laughs> is this how you feel all the time? Yes. Yes. Do you feel this much on your shoulders. <laughs> Do the outro. Sorry, joking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Xander, for joining me today. You're you're very Weirdly welcome, enough. David. Thanks for watching these movies that you will probably never watch again. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank never. you for James. And if I do, then I've randomly clearly been... joining. Yeah. That, thanks, James. Thanks, James, for turning up. What a <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, and once again, thank you, the viewer, for listening. Uh, if you want to find us on other platforms, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. Uh, share us to your friends. Subscribe. Follow. Oh, sorry, I've got to do something. We hit 100 listeners this week. Oh, yeah. 100 different listeners all around the world. And we know it's all around the world because we got our Spotify wrapped. We are in seven different countries across the world. So we... Sorry, I'm I'm taking over here, but you know what? I kind of don't give a (laughs) shit at this point. Thank you so much to literally everyone who's ever listened to the show. You have no idea how much this means to us. Um... Yeah, we are good. 2021 is going to be our year. We're going to smash it um, starting next week. Uh, it's going to be all banging. It's going to be consecutive bangers. Um, sorry, back to you, David. <laughs> and now back to a midget in a bikini. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thanks, midget. Shocking report. <laughs> I think in the game they um, also says like, and now back to a midget in a sombrero. Thanks, so. it's the same guy in the bikini, but he's also wearing a sombrero. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as I was saying, thank you for listening. If you want to find us on um, any of those that I mentioned before, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music, feel free to follow, like, do whatever you can to support us. Uh, like, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. MySpace, if we have one. We don't have a MySpace. Um, we have the others, though. Are you sure? Do we, ha- do we have an MSN? We do have an MSN. We have an MSN. Follow us on MSN if it's still if the servers are still up. <laughs> we have a BBM uh, yeah, pin as well. We have a BBM pin as well. Oh, uh, yeah. We're also available on Amigle if you just search Film Me In. <laughs> as your thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah thanks for listening and we will be back to you next week with am I allowed to say what we're doing next week it's a Keanu Reeves special it's a Keanu Reeves special because the finally Finally. Cyberpunk 2077 is releasing on Thursday and I can not be happier we couldn't be happier five days away 
Yeah. And it's happening. We won't we won't have a review for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because um we're actually gonna be recording it early. So um to this episode early, so we won't actually have the review yet. So David won't have played it yet. But, probably won't have the yeah. re- probably won't have the review the week after because it's apparently a fucking huge game that one of the developers has spent 175 hours playing it and still hasn't beat the main story. And also the week after next is where shit gets real. David knows. Yeah. David knows. Yeah. Yeah. We've got yeah. a really, really fun don't say uh, series it of episodes. Because planned. I don't want to think about it. I do not want to think about the garbage. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be so I much fun. I have to sit through. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, take care people. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, we really need to work on your outros, buddy. <laughs> I feel like I did a pretty strong opening. Your your opening was strong. Your opening was strong. Yeah. Just like it was your, a fun just one. like your in real life opening. I'm talking about your arsehole. Oh, it is a quite strong arsehole. <laughs> I have powerful thighs. It's nice and tight. Ooh. Please tell me you recorded that. <laughs> I wish I'd stopped it. I wish I'd stopped it already. I wish I'd stopped it. Why haven't I stopped it yet? Yes! Why am I still recording this? Oh my god. <laughs>